Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar-Johnson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mind Your Business listeners. All right. It's Dr. Flo Siler and attorney Althea DeBar Johnson. How you guys doing this morning? Well, we're doing They okay. can't answer back, huh? No, so. <laughs> we have amazing guests here this morning, and we're just looking forward and appreciate them coming here to uh, speak to you about... Uh, an important issue. Yeah, young black man's perspective on education, career, finances, and entrepreneurship. For those of you all who are tuning in, I want to know, are you a BMW? Do we have any BMWs tuning in? Any black men working out there tuned in? We have a lot of special guests today, as Althea talked about. We have a room full of successful dark chocolate handsome brothers in the room matter of fact my intern dressed up I'm like, <laughs> anyway I know I called her out I'm sorry Liz. <laughs> we have Dr. John Mason Dr. John Mason uh, is a colleague of mine uh, he has his PhD from an educational leadership from Mercer University uh, he is a phenomenal brother. I know he has this long bio here, but I'm going to tell you what I know about him. First of all, he is uh, a, a definite academic researcher. He does a lot of his research on issues that affect young black men. And so that is why he is here today. Um, he uh, had also, uh, this man is also be, be, being ordained, okay? Oh, he he that told was Saturday. Me, oh, was it this past Saturday? Okay, all right. That was Saturday. <laughs> so, yes, yes, yes. So I'm really excited to have Dr. Mason here with us. We also have another colleague of mine uh, from Mercer University. We have Julian Schmoke. He is the executive director uh, of campus operations for West Georgia Technical College, the Carroll campus. Um now, Julian's one of these guys, he knows a lot about uh, education, but uh, he has a, a geek background like me. He's in the math, <laughs> engineering, okay, and he has his, BE, uh, his BA degree uh, in engineering science from Dartmouth College and an MS uh, in electronics engineering from Georgia Tech, all right? So this guy is really, really heavy. Uh, he's uh, yes. currently working on his Ph.D. at Mercer as well. Uh, I met his lovely wife. He's been married for 30 years. Yeah, I know. So you you smart, educated, and, and, and keep a wife happy. That's a real brother, right? <laughs> That's a real brother. We also have with us uh, Chris Garrett. Uh, Chris Garrett is a homeboy of mine raised in Chicago. You know, I was raised in Chicago, too. Uh, and he moved to Atlanta for college. He graduated from Georgia State with an undergraduate degree in finance. And after graduation, he passed the Series 7 and 63 licenses and became a stockbroker at a NASDAQ-listed firm uh, headquartered here uh, in Atlanta. Uh, and later, he returned to GSU to pursue a bachelor's degree in accounting, which he completed with the intention of becoming a CPA. Uh, so, you know, you know, he's he's got my heart, right? Yes, 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 yes. That's what I do. I promote CPAs out there. All right. <laughs> 
And then last but not least is uh, my friend Doug Parker, who is an educated brother and also an author. He's a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments in Midtown. He has managed over $30 million in assets uh, that he has currently under his care. He has an MBA from FAMU, Florida A&M right. University, uh, as well as a bachelor's degree in marketing management from Florida State. So you just went across the street, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, he serves on the board of Cascade Business and Merchants. Um, and uh, also, uh, he is a part of our YSB. I know those listeners, uh, you, ha- you heard us with the YSB Toastmasters. He's also a, a member with us. But most importantly, uh, he is the author of a book called Walking on Air. Uh, and this book, when I read this book, uh, it kind of inspired us to do this show, right, Althea? Yes, it has. Uh, and I just want to read to you an excerpt from this book, and this is what's going to get us started. I'm going to let... Uh, Doug, give you a little bit more insight into his book. But basically he says, young dreamers that are fly enough to soar above all negativity, foolish enough to believe that they can accomplish what the majority deem impossible or unimaginable. And so, Doug, that's in your introduction. Can you tell us what you were thinking? What was your motive for writing this book? Thank you. Um, Yeah, so the motive... Long story short, uh, me and my fraternity brother, we were in college when we thought about the book. Uh, we were actually, we, we had, to, we were really reflecting on what we had done, you know, in regards to how we overcame our, uh, our circumstances. So I'm, I'm originally from Tampa, Florida, and he is from uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Grew up in a pretty downtrodden area, and, uh, we, we were we just in, in reflection when in retrospect we were like wow how do we make it out and we came to the conclusion that it was it was our faith it was our vision it was us believing in the impossible because a lot of our uh, our uh, friends and our, as well as our family members and things of that nature they didn't necessarily make it out uh, to do what we've done uh, a lot of them are dead or in jail I recently actually this week. And another member of uh, my neighborhood uh, was murdered. So mm. we came to the conclusion that with this book, it, it's titled Walking on Air because you have to believe uh, in the impossible to, to to have it take you to where you want to go. And uh, we've been doing that since we were younger. And that's where we came to this uh, conclusion that uh, it takes hard work as well as um, understanding that uh, you can't necessarily depend on your circumstances currently. Um, because if you become a product of your environment, that's what happens. You'll stay in that environment. Um, so, uh, so really that's what it came from. And, and from there on out, we just want to inspire younger people to believe in the impossible and do whatever it takes to take them out of their current circumstances. Well, I applaud you, Doug. I really do. And, uh, I, I, I forgot to read in his, uh, his bio, but I'm going to put it out there because I'm an AKA. He's A5. Okay. A5A. I just had to put that out there. Hey, no disrespect, but the alpha's in here. All right. (laughs) So, so one thing that you said, Doug, that's really, really important, uh, is getting out. And I'm just going to read this from your, from your book. And then I'm going to start asking some questions to our other guests because every last one of our guests here has, uh, has broken these these stereotypes, has broken out of this so-called box. 
And anyway, Doug says in his book, the box that society tries to place us in is persistent in its efforts and only few have the desire and will escape it. Okay, this book is for the individual that doesn't want to be marginalized to conform and to fit into society's pre-made boxes. This book is for those who yearn to live their wildest dreams without compromise. These foolish few have the potential to create their destinies, control their paths and live their lives in the clouds. Full of satisfaction and pleasure. And he says, the time is now. So what I want to ask to my other guests, and I guess I'll start over here with Chris. Chris, is, uh, Chris and Doug are the youngest of the crew. We have two young brothers here and two, I'll say, seasoned. <laughs> Since they're my friends, I, I do want them to keep answering my phone calls. So seasoned brothers <laughs> over here. The, uh, Doug talks about vision. Okay, and Chris, I know you are a brother with vision. Tell me about your journey, and, and, and when did it dawn on you? When when did that vision hit you? When did it dawn on you that you had to do something special with your life? That's a great question. When did it dawn on me? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it actually dawned. I would say it actually dawned on me um, when I after I got graduated college and I was working for someone else, and I realized. I didn't. I was not in control of mm-hmm. my job. Uh, the pay wasn't based on what I did. No matter what time I came in, no matter no matter what time I left, uh, nothing would change. Mm-hmm. The pay was really based on the position. Mm-hmm. So no matter how hard I worked, no matter how uh, no matter how well I did, <clears throat> um, the change would not the change would not come unless someone granted me the opportunity. Uh-huh. Okay. So, and I didn't want to leave that opportunity in other people's hands. I don't like to go and beg people for something that I know I'm worth and I've earned. Okay. So, uh, I would say that's when the vision started. Okay. That's that's deep. So, so a lot of young people have to realize, and I think this is what is so discouraging sometimes, is, you know, I, I know for a fact that, and I applaud my parents for telling me, grow up, get a college education. But what you're not prepared for in most instances is going to a job and not having your education and your your ability, uh, the work that you do, actually be uh, celebrated. Okay. Or recognized. Or recognized. Mm -hmm. You know, compensated. Or compensated for that. And that you might see other people who have less education, Mm -hmm. other people who have less commitment to the position. Uh, rise uh, above you or or go uh, a different path, okay, mm-hmm. because uh, of some sort of network that, you know, exactly. <laughs> yep. yeah, that network. Um, when I did my dissertation, I called it the leadership labyrinth, which meant that there was this maze of twists and turns that no one, won't, they won't lay it out for you. Mm-hmm. No one will tell you, here's what you need to do to get to the next step. Mm-hmm. It's like walk it's like going through a maze and a lot for a lot of minorities we are left to try to figure that out ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh for a lot of the majority the path is sort of laid out mm-hmm. uh for mm-hmm. them. They get the map quest. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> they get the map quest print out, okay? Mm-hmm. And so they kind of know exactly why they're doing what they're doing and where they are at the moment. Um so I'm kind of open yes. this question to the the group cuz I you know I, I want us all to kind of join in. Yes. Because Doug was talking about how what's going on in his neighborhood, he's seeing the same thing. So how do we go back 
to our homes to inspire, to break this chain, and how do we connect with our um, brothers and sisters so that they can get through this maze. And I guess I want to kind of talk to the season mm-hmm. uh, guests here <laughs> about that. Yeah, and it's, how did we do that? Exactly. And, and, and John, I know you can write a book on this, so please don't be mm-hmm. silent. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and chime in. The first thing that I would let you know is you need a guide. Yes. That's the first thing. My particular work has been with mentoring and coaching, and there is no way to ensure success without taking someone by the hand and walking with them through this journey. I believe that there are people that are put in our paths for a season, not for a lifetime, but for a season. Mm -hmm. That season generally has handoffs that will take you from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. then give you to someone else. The Underground Railroad was not a concept that Harriet Tubman came up with. It was something that was life incarnate. Okay. Because when you think about it, that particular person only knew a portion of the way. Okay. And they had to trust that they would give them into the hands of somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, very honestly, you have to have a mentor. Okay. You have to have someone that has been there before, knows a path or paths, plural, to assist you in getting where you need to be. Okay. Okay. I hear that. Have there been any mentors in your uh, careers or in your in your life, you think, Julian, that have inspired you? Or can you share with us maybe in just a short minute? Because we, we do have to take a break. I see you, Leah. We have to take a break. <laughs> but, yeah, just quickly, do you have something? Yeah, I, I actually have two that come to mind because I'm in education. And the first memory I have is my third grade elementary school teacher. Her name is Evelyn Gunn. She's still living today. And I just went to visit her just recently over the summer. Uh, she uh, inspired me at a very young age to keep moving forward. And then on the back end of it, right, um, my uh, uh, he was my history professor at Dartmouth College, but he was also my track coach. His name is Berkey Nelson. He's retired now from UCLA, but he has been a mentor um, as an adult. And so these are people that uh, I've been able to call on over the years from time to time just to get advice. And so I kind of try to pay it forward myself as well, too. I, I, I mentor a lot of young people, and it's it's more than a responsibility. It's a calling. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that because we're going to talk a little bit more about mentoring and, and ask these young, uh, bright gentlemen here if they've had any mentors. So we're going to take a break, right? Yes. Althea, it's time to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. BusyFolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. BusyFolk.com saves you tons of time. We can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? We also offer wash and fold laundry service, and we work hard to make sure that our customers know that their satisfaction is our main priority. BusyFolk.com is only a click away. Find us by typing BusyFolk.com into your computer or smartphone. We currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. 
Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click. If filing your own taxes is not for you, we've got you covered. Just click to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free, or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. hot topics today. I do want to remind you that this is a call-in show, so if you don't mind calling in at 888-463-6748, that's 888-GO-FOR-IT if you have a question or something you want to add to the conversation. Before the break, we were talking about, we got into a pretty good conversation about mentors, and I wanted to go back to our young uh, younger guests, uh, Doug and Chris, and uh, is there any mentor that comes to mind uh, in your journey, or do you feel that you had to pretty much figure out a lot of things on your own? What What was your experience? Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah I have, I've had a couple mentors uh, throughout my life, uh, but they've come and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like, like he said, that they were there for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to grow and their expert and their expertise isn't going to be in their, uh, in every area that you're growing into. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll, you'll find that God puts certain people in your life. So I think it's, uh, very important to be aware and pay attention to the people that he's bringing in your life and the opportunities that are available. Um, mentors, as far as me at the moment, I don't have one, but I've had a few, um, they, they be like bosses and things like that. But uh, bosses with the right mind frame mm-hmm. and uh, that really care about you, people that really care about you. Okay, so a boss who really is interested more so in what your dreams are, right, right. as opposed to trying to make you fit into a particular, I guess, job or task at the at the job, huh? Right, right. Okay, um, and also that that are willing to show you the ropes honestly. Yes, and not with. Uh, uh, an ulterior multiple. Okay, okay, so. okay, okay. I appreciate that. Doug, you have something to add? Uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely. I think there's been people in my life that have, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call them mentors. They were, they were more of indirect mentors because they probably weren't, you know, on hand with me, but me being exposed to them kind of gave, gave me the idea that, okay, well, if that guy can do it, then I can do it. You know, I would say that, to be honest with y'all, I'm, I'm always been a hard-headed individual so I, it was, it's all, I've never listened and I think a part of it was because I, I didn't necessarily grow up um, you know with, with the with the my, with my biological father in my life so uh, I really had to just kind of go by go based off of intuition in regards to guidance but um, you know it, it really came down to just males in my life that have led by example and me kind of paying attention and watching them over time and that's what has, uh, you know, inspired me to do all the things that I've done. Okay, awesome. And so, um, you know, my uh, co-host here on the show is always, one thing I appreciate about her is she always keeps me focused on 
although we talk about a lot of good things on the show, um, she's always keeps us focused on our listeners being able to take what we discuss and put it in action. Yes. Okay. And I appreciate that. And uh, out there, you had a question that you wanted to throw out there. Yeah, I had a question and that is how do you go back and motivate uh, people that in your hometown or even in the, your community now to do better? I mean, you came out of, uh, you, you say how you came out of, um, you came out of this uh, environment but we all know and aware that there are still a lot of young brothers and sisters still there. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Are you mentors? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I um, what I do now is I think one of the, I think one of the main issues with you know I think our our people is uh, that they don't necessarily it's not only about God is they don't know they don't necessarily who they are. So I, I believe in adding value to society. So. Uh, growing up, I, even I struggled with this. I'm like, okay, well, how? You know, I don't know where I can add value because I used to play football, and when I figured out I, I wasn't going to the NFL, I'm like, what else am I going to do? You know, what else? <laughs> right, am, right. How can I? How can I be of service to society? So I think that is one of the main issues at heart because a lot of young kids don't know that they don't know how they can contribute. So my main goal, as I mentor, I've, I've been going to uh, juvenile centers and everything, and I ask people. I asked the kids, what who, what do you want to do? How can you contribute to society? Because you can inspire somebody all you all you want, but if they don't know how they can add value to society, then they then they feel um they feel useless, and that's why they uh that's why they will be in a situation to where they're you know not doing the things that they want to do, or they become they're in crime or whatever it may be. So my biggest thing is asking people how what do you want to do to make yourself better and to make someone else's life better. And then that's how they kind of get directed to where they want to go. So uh, mentoring, uh, talking to young, and I've been doing that with my book as well, kind of inspiring them to figure that out, the younger kids. Okay, okay. Chris, you had something you wanted to add to that. Um, I just want to say this really isn't an hour conversation. It's more like a three-day convention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's true. I don't even know exactly where, uh, where to start, uh, but... Uh, I want to piggyback off of it, off of his idea. I may not answer the question question directly, mm-hmm. um, and you can ask me ask the question again, and I can I can respond to it. But um, I would say that a part of um, the youth being able to uh, find that vision is actually knowing what their purpose is at yeah, a younger mm-hmm, age, absolutely. and knowing what their God given gifts are. Because yes. I believe that God didn't give us these gifts for no reason. Um, yes. But the, the the catch is is that sometimes minorities don't have the opportunity to explore mm-hmm. what their gift is. So you may be the greatest scuba diver ever, but if you've never been to an island or a beach or mm-hmm. you've never had that opportunity, how do you even know that mm-hmm. that's what you should be doing? Um, so um, I know I didn't answer the question no, directly, you, no, you but um, <laughs> um, I, I think that it's very important for our youth and even adults to this day. Like my mom, she doesn't really know what her her, her calling is, but yeah. I believe she does have one. She has a gift. She has a talent, and I believe that we if we use those talents, uh, that's how we can excel. Mm-hmm. Yes, and let me tell you guys something. It's always important. We were talking about vision, and Doug in his book talks about that. That's his number one tip. But what I'm also hearing you guys say is that a lot of young people, and we're specifically now want to focus on young black men, uh, because I think one of the reasons why they can't get to their vision 
is because they don't have the ability to filter out the negativity. So, 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 you know, there's a process, right, to really seeing clearly and seeing what it is that you can do. Uh, but if you're in an environment, okay, that's always negative, and I know Doug says something about the fact that he was at least able to, to witness another environment mm-hmm. that maybe got him to thinking about something other than where he is at this particular mm-hmm. time. And so, you know, Dr. Mason is, is, is part of mentoring, helping young black men to be in a different, even physical situation so that they can think clearly or, or what, what's your thoughts on that? I think that you started exactly where you need to because thinking is the core of doing and being. Right, right. Because right. if you can't unlock your mind or the mind of young black men, they're not going to do better and they're not going to see themselves in yes. another situation. Mentoring to me is literally providing tools where that young man can unpack some bags that they've been carrying around for their life. Okay, okay. Many were given to them before they were ever born. Yes. Many of them they accepted because that was what they believed a man should be. Mm-hmm. They were wrong then, they're wrong now. Okay, all So right. what you find out is, and you know, I wrote a couple of notes, dreams are the core of purpose, vision. And without a dream, or as Langston Hughes put it, a dream deferred, yeah. or a dream that has died, yeah. You're just going through job to job. Just living day to day. That's all you're doing. Yes. But when you can actually explore your dreams, uh-huh. begin to say, you know what? I am made for something more than this. I want something more than this. There's something more inside of me. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, what you have is a very true statement, which we talked about at a conference that I just came from. Mm-hmm. If you have no dream of your own, you will always fulfill someone else's. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Julian, what what does what role do you think education plays in this whole thing? Uh, because I, I've, I've witnessed some young people... And I always, you know, there have been times where I prayed and said, if I could just get them to college, because I know that if I can get them out of their house, because a lot of the negativity was in the home. If I could just get them out of their house and get them to go away to college, you know, they'll see something different. They'll meet different people and maybe they'll be around a different environment. What, what do you think? You know, you're 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 our executive director. What do you think? Uh, what do you think there? Well, I'm in a unique position because uh, my mentees come to me. <laughs> because oh, when you're at a technical a college, uh, you're take, I receive, um, we've we, we taken a lot of students who could not go to a four-year school because they weren't academically prepared. Uh-huh. Um, they are also, sometimes they're economically disadvantaged. They can't afford the four-year school, so they're coming to a technical college where the credit hours are, uh, are much lower and trying to earn college credits you know, to move on. Uh, to me, uh, there's a saying out there that knowledge is power. I, I like to build on that. I say applied knowledge is power. Okay. Uh, because it's not just what you know, it's what you do with it. Okay. And, and so what I try to do um, with people is help them first understand it. And it, it kind of goes back to what uh, the rest of the panel has been saying is understanding what your gift is and, and what your talent and what, where, your, where your talents are. What I try, the first thing I do is I throw a little shock out people at people, and I tell them, um, if you spend too much time trying to be 
happy or trying to find happiness, you're never going to get there. What you need to do is you have to find a, a, a personal inner peace that, that, that allows you to operate. Because when you find that peace, you're also going to find that that's where your gift is. You know, you, and when you're operating in your gift, you're operating in a state where you're not subject to what happened the day before or, the, or, or what may happen tomorrow. You're confident and because you're operating with the gift that God gave you and you're able to, to move in and operate. And when you do, when you're operating in your gift, you're going to do it better than anybody else could ever possibly do it. Now, um, to pick back on the education piece, a lot of times it's um, people don't understand the rules of engagement in higher education, mm-hmm. and and that gets a lot of people in trouble. I can tell you right now that uh, a student will come to a college. And then that very first semester will get in academic trouble and they don't realize they're just a dead man walking at that point in time mm-hmm. because the rules of engagement, there's a number of different ways you can get you can get kicked out of college. One is, is your GPA. One is considered uh, sat, you know, another is satisfactory academic progress. You have satisfactory academic progress. That would apply on a semester basis and on a on a on a long term basis. Right. So that very first semester of college is super super critical mm-hmm. uh, towards your success. And what I do, I spend a lot of time is when I uh, when I identify a student who is struggling, I'll pull them into my office and and begin to talk to them about why are you here, what is your long term goal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're pursuing money without really understanding why they're pursuing it. They're right. just pursuing the money. Right. They have no idea what the, where their gifts or talents are. So I spend a lot of time talking to people just trying to help them identify what they're good at, what what they really want to do. And then give them a plan on how to get there, and and I get great satisfaction out of taking a student who's on probation, giving them a plan to get them out of probation yes. and prevent them from being a dropout. Because once you you lose your financial aid, you're done. Sure. I am I am totally convinced, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that out. I am totally convinced that um, we there's a there, I, I don't know if it's going on now, but I know when I was in college, there was a systematic way that minorities were getting bad advice in college. It was almost like it was systematic. You come in as a freshman, you don't really get good advice about how to matriculate through college. And so you just, you get there and your roadmap again is not very clear. And sometimes we Fail. Sometimes we see freshmen taking courses they ought not take, uh, you know, and and that will get you kicked out of college very quickly. Uh, so anyway, it's time to take a break. Uh, but stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. And Althea is over here shaking her. She's enjoying this conversation. We'll be right back. <laughs> BusyFolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. BusyFolk.com saves you tons of time. We can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? We also offer wash and fold laundry service, and we work hard to make sure that our customers know that their satisfaction is our main priority. BusyFolk.com is only a click away. Find us by typing BusyFolk.com into your computer or smartphone. We currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. Are you in need of a breakthrough? 
Maybe you only need a roadmap to connect the dots to your success. You know you're destined for greatness. Have you grown tired of trying to figure it out by yourself? Well, not for long. Welcome to Coach's Corner Elite, a digital magazine whose mission is to become your premier resource in connecting with many of the industry's top go-to coaches, consultants, leaders, and experts. I'm talking about movers and shakers from around the world who are willing to share their stories of struggle and triumph, as well as their systems for success so that you too can have hope. No matter where you stand in your journey, your search will be complete with Coach's Corner Elite. Visit our website, CoachesCornerElite.com. Join our mailing list today. Got mobile? Text Connect Me to 33444. Join us now. Coaches Corner Elite. Your experience awaits. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, we had a really good conversation going. Um, Attorney Althea DeBar Johnson asked a very uh, poignant question. Um, Chris Garrett admitted that this is a, what, three-month seminar? It's three months or three weeks, three days? Three-day seminar? (laughs) Three-year seminar. Um, and so what what are we going to do? And uh, when we were talking over the break, um, uh, you know, Dr. John Mason said, yeah, we, we got to get back to this point. And so, Chris, you had something that you were saying. You were saying it was a three prong approach in your mind. What, what's, oh. what's your thinking on that? Uh, yeah. How to get back. Uh, how, how to inspire and get our, our kids to go to college, be motivated, go to college, go Beyond high school. Okay. Um, I think it's a, it's a multi-pronged attack, uh, attack only because um, if we're living it, there's we don't have to think of a way to do it. If it was... Uh, so let's, let's just say uh, if it was in our culture, if it was cool to go to college or mm-hmm. to learn a skill, um, that would be what we want to do. Right mm-hmm. now, it's cool to be fly. It's cool to dress a certain way. It's cool to listen to a certain type of music. It's cool to be right. maybe in prison now. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or have been in prison. Mm-hmm. You're not cool when you're in, but you're cool when you get out and say, I've been. Right. What's that about? Yeah. Right. Okay. So <laughs> if, 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 if we could actually make it, and a cool really is just another word for another word for accepted. Yeah. Um, right. Before people were wearing, wearing skinny jeans, when they first started, it was weird because we were so used to everyone wearing baggy clothes. But I now haven't that it's accepted, accepted Chris. I haven't accepted. Well, the general, <laughs> general population has become cooler. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm just saying that it's school is um, school and uh, being successful is just like that. Um, if we can make smart being cool, you know, well, I think I, that's I, I, I'm ready to start. I'm ready to start this new movement. Smart is the new sexy. <laughs> smart is the new sexy. I promise you. I used to tell young guys uh, uh, when I was a Bible school teacher, um, I used to tell my little young guys in, in class, I said, you know, you might not be getting the girls now, right. but if you get out and get a good job and you're smart, you, you will have groupies galore. Okay, <laughs> smart is the new sexy. Uh, there's nothing sexy 
about ignorance. Uh, there's nothing sexy about being broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing sexy about not knowing what's going on around you. That is not sexy. Women like to have a good conversation with a man who knows something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something about something. Okay. <laughs> Other than what's going on on the block. And I think most yes. of us women could attest to that. And so, John, you had something you wanted to say? Dr. Flo, you've actually blown the lid off <laughs> this conversation because when we talk about our communities, let's be honest, mm-hmm. most of us are so busy being successful that we've given our communities and the care of our communities to someone else. Okay. Mm-hmm. We drop off okay. our kids in the morning, and it is the teachers and administrators' mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. to not only raise our kids, mm-hmm. but to educate the kids and give them the norms mm-hmm. that we are too busy making money to instill. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you think about this, uh, same thing with our families. Mm-hmm. The term latchkey came up. Many, many years ago. Yeah. But the idea of having a parent that's actually home when a child gets home, that's generally not something that happens because our priorities are upside down, backwards, and in many cases, non-existent. One of the things that that I'm going to go on your three-prong approach, and I'm going to just deal with schools for just a second, (laughs) it is imperative that we get back into the schools and begin to assist these educators. Mm -hmm. Now, even though higher education is where my background is, I'm understanding that there is a K through 16 pipeline that is important if we are going to get them across the stage of a college or university. That's right. Or get them out of high school. Can we get them out of high school? The answer is no, (laughs) because we are giving that responsibility in its entirety, to someone else. Yes. When is it going to be our responsibility, Althea, to get back (laughs) into the schools and assist them in whatever manner they need to? Because let's be honest, if we don't assist them as, if you will, and here's your next next program, dream coaches, when they're in the third grade, by the time that they're in the fifth grade, they have no dream. They have absolutely nothing that they're aspiring towards. And these brothers have all said from their particular background that it was that unrelenting adherence to something that was bigger, that was inside of them, that sort of drove them to success and excellence. And everybody doesn't have that. Everybody doesn't have that, but that's the whole role of mentorship is to help people develop that, help people see that in them. And and you guys, this, this conversation is so important. Doug gives us another tip in his book. There's no excuse for excuses. Okay. Time out for excuses. One of the things that I've been thinking about since I've been sitting here is the fact that, you know, I am, I guess, living my dream now, living my vision now, you know, I'm older. And it's just, it's sad, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, I thank God for all the things that I've accomplished, the things that are in my life. But the truth of the matter was, in reading Doug's book, I wasn't happy in a lot of those positions that I took. I knew, though, I had at least gotten a, a, enough sense to realize that these are things that I needed on my resume, mm-hmm. okay, to get me somewhere. 
but I had really not, I had no laid out plan. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I got older that I said, you know what? I really like doing teaching. I love being in the classroom. I love education. I didn't know that when I was practicing as a CPA and I, I loved my clients. I appreciated them, but I am now happier because I'm living in my vision. I'm living in my vision. And so if I work with clients on the side, that's fine because I'm helping people. But there's a whole different feeling when you know that your bread and butter doesn't depend on doing something that you're not extremely happy doing, right? And so time out for excuses. I want to read something here. It says, excuses are tools of the incompetent used by the weak that build monuments that lead nowhere. Those who use them seldom amount to anything. Wow, that's powerful. So time out for excuses, okay? Time out for excuses, everybody. If you don't have a mentor, get one and get a good one. And when I say a good one, if... You know, the Bible says if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. <laughs> so look, you know, really spend some time thinking about what it is that you want to do. What would truly make you happy and try to find someone who's maybe doing what you would like to do. Right. Or, or living where you'd like to live or has a family like you'd ha like to have. OK. And find out what's in their Kool-Aid. And drink some. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kind of ask you this question. Is there, does it appear to be a disconnect between you as a mentor or trying to encourage um, young people to do better and stay in school and these young people? Is there a language uh, barrier? Is there a disconnect? Uh, is it a different mindset than maybe 20 or 30 years ago? Um, absolutely. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a challenge because the first, the first challenge is, is just having, getting young people to engage me in a conversation. I will approach young people and try to start up a conversation. They don't, they don't trust me. You know, they're not sure what, you know, why, why is this person acting like they care about me? Well, I actually do care about them, you know, right. but, uh, I, what has happened for me over time is that once one of the group, one of the people in the group gets in trouble and they come to me and I'm able to help them, then the rest of them realize that, okay, yeah, he's okay. He, he actually will try to help you out. Mm -hmm. And that's how my first year at West Georgia Tech, I, I was struggling with that a little bit, but um, now um, they knock on my door. They're, they're coming all the time now and it's just referrals. So, uh, but part of it is just building that initial layer of trust. Um, and one, you know, you, and you gotta be real, real careful because one, I have to, I have to, um, you have to engage them. You have to, you have to, um, actually be a part of their life in, in that you actually know a little bit more about them than I'm just here and I'm taking these classes. Mm. So you, you can't mentor somebody without getting to know them. You can't mentor them without becoming their friend. And so it's it's that challenge of of making friends with a generation of people who and I'll be the first one to admit I hate the the sagging pants I, mm -hmm. I got a big problem with that I got a big problem with some of the hair styles that some of these guys are wearing <laughs> yes. because I know that when they go in for a job interview right. they've already lost the job before right. they walk in just by the way they dress uh, the firm handshake. If you don't give a firm handshake at that interview, you've already turned off that interviewee. Um, and it's just little things like that. And so 
I, you know, I, I run into some who completely want to reject those things. But again, it you can you can operate in the game and and until you get to where you want to get to, or you can find a way to operate outside of the game. But a lot of people, you have to you have to understand the rules of engagement. You have to play the game in order to get to where you want to get to. And then when you reach a certain level of success, then you can go out and step and start doing some things differently. You know, we've coined this. Uh, I'm sorry, we've coined this phrase uh, at the university where I teach. It's called intrusive advising. Intrusive advising. It's not enough now with this generation to just say, "Here are the five classes you need to take over the next couple of semesters." We have to actually be intrusive and try to get some information about how they're living, you know, their 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 lifestyle, their family, you know, what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like it, part of advising has to almost be part success coach, uh, part psychologist, you know, and part educator. Sure, um, it's not enough to just to to teach anymore or to just advise anymore. You have to be intrusive on young people's lives and really find out where they're coming from. Althea, you had something. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a topic that I'm going to, to um, we can talk about after after the break. But Dr. Mason, you talked about dream coaches. And in the beginning of, our, of this segment of the show, we talked about either operate within the system or mm-hmm. outside the mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. And do you believe that the school system or we should start motivating our people to become entrepreneurs rather than employees. Mm-hmm. And that should be our mindset. And that's the question I'm going to ask and we're going to talk about it. Althea, you're going to ask that question as soon as we come back. We're going right. to take a break. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click. If filing your own taxes is not for you, we've got you covered. Just click to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Are you in need of a breakthrough? Maybe you only need a road map to connect the dots to your success. You know you're destined for greatness. Have you grown tired of trying to figure it out by yourself? Well, not for long. Welcome to Coach's Corner Elite, a digital magazine whose mission is to become your premier resource in connecting with many of the industry's top go-to coaches, consultants, leaders, and experts. I'm talking about movers and shakers from around the world who are willing to share their stories of struggle and triumph, as well as their systems for success so that you too can have hope. No matter where you stand in your journey, your search will be complete with Coach's Corner Elite. Visit our website, CoachesCornerElite.com. Join our mailing list today. Got mobile? Text Connect Me to 33444. Join us now. Coach's Corner Elite. Your experience awaits. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson. Uh, all right. We scared to death back. to go anywhere. Yes. Well, we are back. We are back, and of course, you all know we've been talking. We have been talking. It's a talk show, and that's what we do. We talk. Okay. So, so Althea had a question. 
But uh, and, and one thing we're going to talk about uh, in this question, Althea, I'm going to let you ask your question again. Um, but John brought up something, and I know we're not going to have time to do both of these, but when we're talking about trying to find mentors and being intrusive in young people's lives, and specifically, specifically young black men, and we're talking about uh, being intrusive to try to find out more uh, than, than on the surface. And John, you were saying, you know, there's a, and I was saying there's a lack of trust, uh, and maybe that's why it's hard uh, for for uh, black men to find mentors. And you were saying what? It's a lack of trust, but also there's a fear factor. Uh huh. Black men are acculturated not to seek help. Okay. We'll drive around the city. Oh well, I can attest and, to that. And not ask anybody. I can attest to, to that. For help. Yes. The same thing on the college campus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a recovering registrar, one of, <laughs> one, of my, one of my greatest stories to tell anyone who's listening is if you don't ask for help, I promise you, you're going to take a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we as black men, we don't ask for help. Something may hurt us. We're not going to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. We may have be in the most dysfunctional relationship we're going to keep it in because that's what we were taught to do. Mm, mm. It doesn't make it right, but it's the truth. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, going back to Julian's point on satisfactory academic progress, mm-hmm. there are so many folks out there, so many programs out there that will assist young black men and women to get through college. Yes. But their doors are often never knocked upon. Right. Because folks won't go to them. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna get to Althea's question and and uh, remind me before we we're not gonna close this show without you talking about that new Senate bill that helps uh, 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 students go to college. Okay, okay. so well, so need to know that. yeah, they need to know because that's gonna be on Althea's radar because that's something that can help, right? And so our people our people who are listening can actually use that and, and do something with it. Mm-hmm. So Althea, you had a very important question. Um, and, and Dr. Mason again was talking about dream courses, and I and I know that um, you had a dream before you be, to become an entrepreneur, and so now in the educational system to get out of the system to operate outside the, the system that we see other minorities doing, should there be more of a motivation to become entrepreneurs rather than employees? Should that now be our mindset? Yes, I and that's one of the things that I, I, I touched on in the book. I, I think just in general, the educational system, no offense to any educators, but I think in, in general it, it does teach us to uh, be employees. It's a lot mm-hmm. of theory. It's a lot of um, do it this way because it's been done, done this way, you know, and um, I, I think a lot of times, we go into these educational systems if we learn that, and a lot of times, in, well, black kids particularly, uh, for me, for example, um, I was one of those kids that I just didn't, for some reason, some of the teachers, I just wasn't, I, there was a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it'll be, it was because I wasn't necessarily interested in a lot of the things that they were saying. So I think entrepreneurs, for the most part, they're somewhat of rebels. They want to do, do it differently. They want to do it on their own, and they're willing to go out and take uh, take the steps to do that. So I think we are you know, just particularly talking with African American um, males. I think one thing we need to, to focus on is uh, uh, ownership. 
Uh, black ownership is something that we have to do. Uh, it, it's not necessarily preached like it needs to be preached, but black ownership is the, uh, uh, is one of the ways where we can find more independence and th- therefore we don't necessarily have to depend on, um, we don't have to p- pretend on, pr- uh, depend on anybody else, mm-hmm. uh, for our success, but it takes a lot of hard work and dedication and faith in what you're doing in order for that uh, to to manifest. So I think entrepreneurship is something that we need to talk about more. Well, I, I we had a show, um, and, and I appreciate you, Doug, because we had a show uh, with the entrepreneurs, yes. and we talked about that. And one of the things that became very clear to me uh, was that, uh, you know, Althea and I, being black women, we had a different perspective because uh, a lot of times black women, we will start a business uh, and there are two two dynamics though. The first dynamic is we, if it's, uh, like Althea said, she didn't have a job at the time, so she just said, "Okay, I'll create my own job." You know, <laughs> we just we as black women, that's how we think. Oh, we you know we we can't get a job. Okay, we'll go out and do something, right? Mm-hmm. But there, it's not that we're it's not that we're necessarily super women. Understand something? As a woman, uh, Althea was able to go and have that conversation with her husband. And say, look, yes, that's right. you understand had, what I'm saying? I had the support system. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As women, a lot of times we have a different, we have a support system. And that's the whole point out there. Mm-hmm. And that, that is the difference. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to start my CPA firm without a support system. Okay. It is not easy, like uh, Dr. Mason said, for a man to ask for help. It's easy for us to ask for help. I know. It's easy to ask for help. We just don't do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. No but excuses, it's, it's not, no excuses. Yes, no excuses. We, 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 we did not have that training that says don't ask for help. Okay. So it's more natural for us. Okay. More natural for us to ask for help. It's natural for us to go to our family or our friends or our husband and say, we want to start a business. Give us six months to get on our feet. Can you help us? A lot of black men don't do that. They'll sit at that job and be frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Because they they ha- they say, I got to make it happen. I'm in a situation that I don't like, but I got to make it happen. As opposed to spending some time trying to figure out how to make your own vision happen. Mm-hmm. Come up with your own vision. Come up with your own, own thought process. Um, now, you know, we know that there's some people who have taking their vision in an illegal way. We're not talking about that. You know, we're not saying that, but we're saying that there are things out there that you can do from an entrepreneurial standpoint. And, and foreigners come to this country knowing that. They come to this country already prepared to not be accepted into a system. They're thinking, you know, we're going to have to operate out this. Uh, America is a land of opportunity, but we're not going to be able to put ourselves, infuse ourselves into the system. So how do we, how do we, uh, what steps are there for young, inspiring uh, men and women to create their own, and where do we go and ask these questions? Okay, and that's a good question. First, I'm going to allow Julian to talk about the Senate bill that allows you to get a technical education because 
a lot of people coming out of technical colleges can start their own business. Mm-hmm. I promise you there's nothing wrong with a trade whatsoever. I have paid my plumber and electrician so much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like going back to school, but, <laughs> but <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a trade. So, so go ahead, Julia, talk about that for a minute. Um, the program is called Move On When Ready. And what it does is, and, and it actually has been extended down to the ninth grade as well. You can go to a technical college and earn either two technical certificates or one technical diploma or an associate's degree. Mm-hmm. And you will, uh, in the time that you're there, and you can, um, you'll also get credit for completing high school. Now, that's really important because there were, at one time, there was about 8,000 or so folks in the state of Georgia who had not been able to complete high school because they right. couldn't pass that Georgia, that, 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 that final test. test. Yeah. Okay, the, the, mm-hmm. the governors has removed that restriction now and people are coming back. But what it, what it really does, and, and, and to piggyback on the entrepreneurship thing, uh, entrepreneurship is a state of mind first yes. uh, because you have to, uh, even when you're working for somebody, you can still be an entrepreneur. It starts there yes. because you have to learn while you're in that job. Yes. Just learning that business. If you're if you're just a welder, um, and I say just a welder because welders make a lot more money yes, than anybody do. in this room. Yes, they, they do. They yes, do. they do. Um, but if you're a welder, you can do that job, but also learn that business at the same time, Absolutely. and then you can become you start your own business yes. doing that. And that's how a lot of entrepreneurship really starts. So uh, so what the tech what the uh, what the state has done now has allowed people who previously uh, only viewed success with a four-year degree to realize that you can, um, two welding certificates can make you a lot of money. Commercial truck driving, it's a nine-week program, and, and there are companies out there that will start you out at $50,000 a year right. driving a truck. That's you know? right. Um, so, so the opportunities are there. And, and what, I, what I try to tell people is that just, you know, that's thinking a little bit outside of the box. Maybe you don't have the, the SAT scores to, uh, to, to, to go to a, a Georgia Tech or UGA or, or, you know, one of the top tier institutions, but you can still earn a great living. Sure. And while doing that, you, you can go, you, and what you'll find is when you go back to school later in life, if you decide you do want to get the degree, you're going to perform a lot better because now you have, you have an application. You're applying what you're using in the classroom. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids are struggling in school because they don't really know where it's, what it's being used for. Well, look, guys, I, this has been a fabulous show. We are going to follow up on a lot of this, a lot of the topics that we've had. I want to thank our guests. Thank you, Doug Parker. Thank you, Chris Garrett. Thank you, Julian Smoke. And thank you, Dr. John Mason. You have been listening to Mind Your Business Radio. I'm Dr. Florian Seiler, and you are? I think I'm Alfie DeBar John. <laughs> and you've been listening to Mind Your Business Radio. Your business Business. education station. Mm -hmm. It's your business, your family, and your... All right. (laughs)